Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today you'll be joining myself, Mark Hirons, and Nathan Oza. Nathan is the first guest from Asia. He's currently based in Wakayama, Japan. Nathan is a designer, illustrator, and children's book writer. During this podcast, we talk a lot about him going from America to Japan and the drastic changes that brings. Actually, this podcast is mainly focused on uh, Japan and the culture of Japan. And we talk a little bit about his design work and his children's books. So if you want to go and check out Nathan's work on Instagram before you start the podcast, which I highly recommend, it's Nate Tonight, N-A-T-E-T-O-N-I-G-H-T. So if you like learning about different cultures, uh, this podcast is for you. Stick around to the end and you'll learn a lot about Japan. And now it's time for this week's listener of the week, Sara. I actually met her at Creative South uh, and her name on Instagram is Carney.Sara, C-A-R-N-E-Y dot S-A-R-A. So go check her Instagram profile out as well. And without further ado, let's get into the podcast. We are recording, although there's someone tapping on the other side of the wall. <laughs> Can we start off with who you are um, and how you found design? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I found design recently, I guess you might say. I kind of consider myself in the, in the whole side hustle realm of things, more of an author, kind of like an author illustrator. Yeah. I, I like to think of that as like a singer songwriter. That's kind of cheesy, but uh, yeah, I was uh, originally just writing books and short stories and stuff. And um, I realized that, you know, everybody judges a book by its cover. You need a good cover. And there were a couple of artists that I had in mind to do some covers and stuff. It didn't work out. I decided to, to you know, make my own stuff um, because I had always been, you know, a, one of those drawing kids. I'm sure you hear that all the time, man. But yeah, yeah. That, that was me too, you know, drawing in school and uh, my math tests were all drawings. Like there's no numbers in my math tests. So I failed all that. But uh, yeah, so I, I kind of uh, used my... Uh, knowledge of drawing or what I thought was knowledge of drawing to make some covers. They, they turned out all right, but looking back on them now, man, I, I think I could do a lot better job. Yeah. So, so going for education and, and that was all in the U S and now you're in Japan. So, so to put me through, uh, growing up in the U S. Yeah. 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 Um, I grew up in Kentucky, born and raised in Kentucky. And then in high school, I relocated to Arizona and, uh, I went to, university there and they had this great language program I took a bunch of different languages the one I fell in love with the most was Japanese obviously that's why I'm in Japan Um, so there's that connection there was like um, a study abroad chance I took it and I've been here since I guess 2007 so it's a long time yeah so I have to apologize up front if my English sounds a little jank sometimes because I don't use it every day (laughs) Really? Yeah, so you yeah. speak Japanese most of the time? Yeah, probably like uh, 70-80% is Japanese. My wow. kids, they're six and four, they're bilingual. So they'll tell me my Japanese is jank too. So I'm kind of like in this no man's land. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, so you know, I mean, you're pretty, obviously pretty fluent in Japanese though. I, I, I can say what I want. Um, I can understand everything. I, I really don't have any problems with it. But I'll make the like the little mistake. And when you're yeah. good enough at a language, people will really, you know, get on your case if you make a, a little mistake. If you're not good at it, they'll be like patient with you and you know, they'll they'll let you speak and stuff. But yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool eh? So so learning learning Japanese, was that in the US 
once you when you first started learning it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I had never learned anything about Asia at all. Like my um, my history teachers in Kentucky, they skipped that whole section, and I had no idea about anything on the other side of the Pacific. So when I went to university, I saw there was a chance to learn um, about uh, you know foreign languages. I took a couple. I took Japanese and Korean, Italian, uh, but I stuck with Japanese and. You know, I think that was a good choice, except that doesn't really uh, um, help you when you get out of college. You got yeah. a major in business with like a minor in Japanese. And my minor was like in art history or something, because I just wanted to go to those lecture halls and, you know, hear about the paintings. <laughs> so what, what, what actually took you to, uh, to Japan then? Yeah, there was a, a chance to study abroad. And, um, you know, I took a test. I did the interview and uh, I wrote like a thesis sort of thing so in my fourth year my senior year I got this like full full ride scholarship to study in Tokyo at uh, a really renowned university which I didn't know at the time um, and I was like oh man I I'm too shy for that I don't want to go to Tokyo there's too many people I hate crowds man so I said do you have anywhere else and they sent me to the to the countryside in this place called Wakayama and uh, there's nothing here, but there's ocean, there's mountains. I, you know, I can, in the daytime, I can see the ocean right out the window here, which is a great inspiration or, you know, a way to relax when I'm drawing or whatever. But um, I'm glad I came here. Um, studying abroad, I, I made some connections in Japan that I wanted to keep and I found a job before I graduated. So I stayed here uh, after that and it's just, you know, become home. Yeah, that's amazing. I looked up some pictures of your, your hometown and uh, the Wakayama. Yeah, is that, yeah. and uh, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Oh, excellent. I'm glad you think so. When I looked up the pictures, I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to this place. There were beaches and everything. And that's kind of where I'm at now. But when I first came here, it was the middle of the night because the plane comes in at that time. Um, yeah. I, I took the bus to the station. There was one telephone booth to call the person to pick me up, to take me to my dorm. Uh, it turns out I went to the dorm and it's this one room thing. I turned on the lights, cockroaches everywhere. Oh, no. And there's no curtains and there was no bed. And I thought, oh, man, I, I want to go back on the plane. <laughs> and I hate traveling. So, wow. But, uh, uh, shot at first. Yeah. yeah. So, for a guy that hates traveling, how come you, like, you wanted to move out of the US just because this was a better life? Or like, what, what was it? Well, then, you know, the study abroad here just felt like a dream. And I, I wanted to kind of relive that dream. Um, so now I'm going to these places and I'm working at these places that I remember passing by when I was a uh, student. And it's, it's kind of surreal. Yeah. And, you know, everything's quieter here. It's a lot more laid back because it is the countryside. Um, and it feels a lot safer than the U.S., actually. <laughs> right. That's strange. I, I, that's awesome, though. I, because I, I wouldn't imagine it to be... Because when, I think, when I think of Japan, I think of Tokyo, and I think everything's really wacky and crazy. But like obviously you looking at... The first place. thing you think of is like neon signs, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't have that here. This is like the opposite of that. It's... Um, yeah. I mean, you can see that stuff on TV, but it's, uh, yeah, you know, no, I, fields and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've, like I said, I've seen it on Google, and it's... Uh, Seems to be a lot more peaceful. It's like the tranquil gardens. You see everyone doing yoga and <laughs> stuff like that. 
there is a, you know a hint of that that's that's kind of like part of life you know the whole tea ceremony thing and they do that yeah yeah so, so, so you, you said you before you went to thailand did you kind of experience yeah. that countryside lifestyle there or uh yeah we went for a few different places so we went to bangkok then we went down to shang uh no then we went down to phuket and then up to shang chiang mai um oh, and obviously shang mai is a bit less touristy and that was cooler uh, got to see like my friends I went with two people at a time so I went um, and, and stayed with their family for a little bit and I actually got to look into the real life of Thai people which is awesome uh, see that's a different experience right when you actually yeah. do like this kind of like homestay thing yeah exactly I always like that's such a good thing to do um, it gives you real insight uh, rather than yeah. just the touristy stuff uh, which is yeah. also fantastic like you're going to bangkok and drinking like really cheap and eating scorpions and stuff like that and i like this oh yeah i know what you mean <laughs> on the part There's of the street Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he drinks that snake blood in thailand right oh which, the which was yeah it's the beach the beach have you seen, seen that before i haven't seen the film but i think i've seen the clip yeah it's it's more than 10 years old for sure 15 or so but i remember seeing that and one time i went to thailand and just because of that movie, I was like, I got to try the snake blood thing. And this guy at the marketplace, he called me over and I tried it. And it, I don't remember what it tasted like. I just remember thinking, wow, uh, I'm drinking snake blood. And there's a snake hanging, you know, right next to me. Oh, <laughs> had snakes yeah. all over there. Nice. I, I had the scorpion and that was horrible. I mean, I don't know they cooked it. How, in, how did you eat was... that? Did they like prepare it a certain way or? I think I just cooked it to shit. So like basically it was cooked so much that you couldn't taste it. Um, and it was just like cooked, to, it just tasted like really badly burnt scorpion. I don't, I don't know what scorpion tastes like. <laughs> really, really badly burnt. Uh, I love that description. I love yeah. that. We I, I had scorpions in, in Arizona too. Uh, you know, yeah. you'd have to check your shoes sometimes before you went out because sometimes they'll get in there. Oh. Nasty, nasty. Yeah. That's my worst nightmare. I think putting on a putting on a pair of shoes and like a spider or something's in it. Oh, it's horrible. Nightmare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I totally agree. I have a bug phobia too, but yeah. I mean, the cockroaches obviously were bad then. Oh man, yeah. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> so going going to the the work stuff, like you're doing storybooks and children's books and illustrations right, for yeah. those. Yeah. So was that as you came to the uh, Japan or was that doing that in the US and you brought it over? That's after I came to Japan, but I, I'd always been interested in that kind of stuff. So I wanted to do something writing related. Um, I had just had my kids, so I wanted to do some kind of children's stories. And, you know, honestly, that kind of stuff reminds me of my own childhood. So I would have probably done that regardless. But I, I wrote some stories and I did a couple books and um, when I was doing the illustrations, I needed some, you know, typography. And what is typography? I don't know what that is. So, I, you know, I study about that online or whatever, ask some friends, and I discover, you know, all these new fonts and all that kind of fun stuff. So I had a lot of fun putting that together. I, through that, I discovered um, uh, this awesome designer named Oban Jones, and he did some fonts. And he actually does a lot of playing cards, which I love as well. One of my books that I was writing is like a Western. And then, you know, they have these poker games and they play Pharaoh and all that stuff. So as I was writing that, I was, you know, shuffling cards and trying to do magic tricks at the same time, you know, to keep myself uh, 
uh, from fidgeting. I guess that is fidgeting while I was writing, you know, help me write. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, that got me through to the design world, you know, following him and stuff. And I decided for my next book, I want to do like chapter headers. I want to do a one illustration for each chapter. And they were like 25 chapters. So that's, you know, that's one of those uh, monthly challenges you see on Instagram, right? Yeah. yeah. So you do one a day and you, you put it up there and, um, you know, that was a lot of fun. And I, I decided to keep going with that and, you know, it became a habit. And really now it's, it's only been like a year and a half since I started doing design stuff and putting it on Instagram, but, uh, it's, it's yeah. really just a, like a hobby, I guess. Was that while she did that part-time stuff, the children's books, or was that full-time? And while she's doing a job, or how was that? Well, I still have a full-time job. I'm doing that, and then the side hustle thing, which has slowly turned into more design. So I haven't written anything in over a year. Yeah. My last book that came out was a year and a half ago. Um, I want to write more stuff, because I think I could do better drawings for it now. But this is just so interesting and I, I love doing it. And as I do it, I, I realize that, uh, you know, it kind of leads into something else. I get these emails about, hey, can you design our t-shirts? Uh, yeah. We need a logo. Um, do you do branding? And this hobby just kind of turned into this, uh, I wouldn't say it's a job, but it's a, a I don't know, kind of, this transitional phase i guess yeah yeah so so what is your full time then what do you do <laughs> well i i work for the city here in japan in wakayama i do tourism stuff translation interpretation and uh, i teach english too um even though my english is a little little shady right now but <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not no i love it i love it it's, that's awesome uh so, so what's it like because you teach kids don't you I teach at junior high. So cool. uh, junior high is three years here. It's ages 12 to 15. That's 15, awesome. 15. So yeah. what, you, must, you must get like a pretty good feeling like when, you, when these kids are learning English and you're teaching them a new skill. Oh uh, yeah, they have a blast because my, my Japanese teacher was so much fun. He would teach me through jokes and stuff. And that's kind of what made me want to be a teacher. So I, I use those jokes and the kids are like, I want to, I wish I could say that joke in English. So, you know, they try really hard at learning this stuff. And uh, there's a lot of um, instant reaction. So you do something and you can see the smile on their faces or like um, the, you know, the satisfaction of saying something and having it be understood. So I love that kind of um, back and forth with the kids. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, from the UK, like from learning languages, I we're quite lazy i think i think the uk people like we're generally okay. lazy at learning languages um not a lot of english typically not a lot of english people want to learn languages at school and that and then when we go on holiday we always expect the people to speak english because we're in europe like it's like are you talking about americans man because <laughs> oh, no, no, i mean i think that's probably the same yeah yeah maybe it's just i don't know i, don't know. I think i think people should learn more languages i think i should learn more languages as well because i when I'm when I'm older, I definitely want to be able to speak a lot of European languages. I think it's so oh, much so useful. So cool. 
it's, it's especially Spanish speak, spoken in not just Spain, it's spoken in other countries as well, and French as well, Spanish and French. Right, right, right. Yeah, like uh, there, most of the signs and stuff in Arizona, where I went to university and high school, you yeah. know, they have Spanish underneath the English. So we, we took Spanish classes in high school. I, I've forgotten most of it. But uh, yeah, they say Spanish and Japanese are the most similar out of any two languages in the world. Really? That's strange. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a strange connection, right? Yeah. yeah. So what about these kids? Have any of them asked you to uh, teach them any swear words or anything? They, talk, they asked you about that sort of side of it. You know, Japan doesn't really have like swear words, swear words. So they can say anything. There's no like, oh, you can't say that word. Uh, to a degree, to a degree, they have a little bit of that, but not as much as, you know, the English speaking world has. But they'll ask me like uh, stuff like, uh, what's the word? I'm not coming up with the word in English. They'll ask me words like boogers and stuff like that. Right. It's not, <laughs> not like aggressively swearing. Just, uh... <laughs> yeah, they're not going to say, how do you say uh, fuck <laughs> or anything? Because they don't have that. No, that's interesting. Ah. That's pretty cool. Though. I I obviously like I've been doing a lot of research into aging, and um, that sounds weird, but like, like getting older and and like how people that live longer, and it always seems to be Japanese people that like come out on top. Like the diet seems to be top, and and like doing really well for people. And uh, oh, man, really the diet is the best. The food that's what uh, um, well, that was one of the biggest attractions of staying here. The food. Yeah, I was such a picky eater in the states, and I think it's because the food was not that good. It's so good here. I eat everything. I've eaten the weirdest things, man. No scorpion, but I've had, you know, jellyfish, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, because there's a lot of, like, just, just fats in the in sort of Western world. Um, just, just, like, bad fats as well. And then, like, we come over to Japan, and there's amazing, like, fresh fish and, and all that, like, cool vegetables that no one knows about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I live on the coast here, so we can go fishing, and we can take home and cook whatever we catch. And there's like a market just down the street here. They, they catch these huge tuna and they have this whole show where they cut the tuna up and stuff. It's amazing. What do you think the best thing about living in Japan is? Uh, the safety, the safety, you know, uh, I can drive down the street and the, the overall average speed is a lot slower than the States. Mm. Like my, my brother, my brother, he's two years older than me and he lives in the States and, um, he was stopped at a red light. The truck in front of him was kind of over the line. So it backed up and it backed up right onto his hood. Oh, <laughs> and it almost crushed him. This happened recently. And I, I, I heard that story and I'm like, oh man, it was that dangerous there. Like here, you don't have, you get in an accident and you can, you know, shake it off. In the States, you're, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's interesting yeah. to hear that. That's changed, changed my mind about Japan a bit. That's cool. That's cool. I've had uh, a couple accidents where I've been rear-ended, so like that's kind of like a big thing for me. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, what what would be like a tip for people wanting to move to Japan or people inspired to move to Japan from this podcast? Uh, I guess don't believe everything you see on the internet. Like that, yeah. How, how are like Japanese people around you as well? Because obviously you you clearly look different. <laughs> you speak different. <laughs> You know, honestly, I, I kind of, I've been here so long, I don't even think about that anymore in the day-to-day, but I'm sure everyone else thinks about it. You know, I'll go to a restaurant and then the people sitting next to me or next to them or whatever, um, it never fails. They start talking about the foreigners that they know 
or like the countries that they went to. They start talking about something international. Um, do they think you're like visiting there, or do you think do they expect you to? They obviously don't expect you to know Japanese, do they? Yeah, no one expects you to know Japanese, so I just kind of ignore it and I try to I try to block it out because usually if I go to a restaurant, I'm I've got my iPad out and I'm trying to draw something, so I need to focus anyway. Yeah, that's cool. And by um, restaurant, I mean like a cafe or something. Right, right. Uh, going back to the stories and, and writing books, so when when did, when did this all start? Like, did you start as a kid of like wanting to be read stories at night, or or, or was it? Where did they come from? I was a reluctant reader, so it didn't happen until a lot later. I got interested into I I I, I uh, discovered this author named Sid Fleischman, and just his books were like perfect for me. They were like Steven Spielberg movies in book form. Okay. And uh, you know that was like so perfect for me. I just wanted to copy that style and write my own stuff. So I started to do that and it just kind of stuck as a habit, hobby habit kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so what, what's been your, what's been your favorite waste? What, what, uh, I can't speak. If people should read one of your books, which one should they read first? Uh, I don't know. It depends on what they like. One's kind of like a Halloween themed book where the whole town is just like constant Halloween. That one's called Owlsby in Autumn. Um, mm. The one I released before that is, um, it's kind of like a Western, Midwestern, kind of Mark Twain kind of style story. And that one is, I think that's more adventurous. I don't know, but maybe they should start with that. It's called Lucky Rabbit's Foot. Right, yeah. Because I was trying to look for, look for one of like your books before the podcast, the audio version. I found Midnight O'Clock. I found that on there oh. and I listened to it. It was great. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like someone, someone's read it out and narrated it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's an awesome podcast that um, I've collaborated with a couple times. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm thrilled you listen to that. That's amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Uh, but but going for like from reading like as a kid, I, I was the same. I didn't really enjoy it, and so I tried to rebel against it. But now I've got this library of design books of reading something I'm interested about. It's, it's changed it. It's really is. I'm actually excited a bit more about reading that. Oh, awesome. I, I remember uh, you said in the James Victoria interview, you read that book in a day. I'm excited yeah. to dig into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still get trouble reading out loud, and which is strange. So I did a podcast, but if I'm trying to read like a book out loud, I, I really mm -hmm. struggle. But um, it's, I need to work on that. I need to work on it a bit more. But uh, Same here, man. I, I bought this mic just to record. Uh, you know voiceovers and stuff for the book but yeah. uh those guys at uh short um who did the podcast of midnight o'clock they did such a good job i was like i'm not gonna do that anymore i'll leave it to them yeah. they're, they're yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they did really well like they're totally in a really exciting way that's something i've always admired like people sort of they how they read books they read ahead and then read it as they're telling a story right 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 so you kind of have to like figure out how you're going to say certain words and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how, that's why people read slowly because I like, out loud and they're trying to tell a story it reads slower and it's more dramatic and yeah, I love it. Actually, that's the trick is not to rush it. That's the trick. Yeah. yeah I can't do not... it. I'm rushing everything. <laughs> that's not form. It's great. Um, do, you, do you think like Japanese culture has influenced your, your work at all and especially your stories? 
Um, I think it's done the opposite, actually. It's kind of made me, being in Japan has made me to a degree homesick. So that's why I, I wrote the kind of Twainian novel. You know, I miss that, that's, uh, you know, those Kentucky days where yeah. there's the Ohio River there. Uh, I miss the, the Americana of it all. So I started writing more about that. Um, the other book is about Halloween. That's a, I guess that's a, they don't have Halloween here. Of course. So you know, what is Halloween? It's like a big, it's like a big gimmick, really, isn't it? I mean, I don't know because some some it's really strange, actually. That's not true because uh, some countries like like Mexico, they really celebrate, they really believe in it. Then America and over here in the UK, it's a bit more commercialized. It's a bit more like make make money. People are, people are making right. money, yeah. and then in Japan they don't have it. It's actually strange. They don't have it, but you know, it it kind of is turning into an event. Like right. uh, kids will start dressing up. They don't do trick or treat or anything, but they'll go to their friend's house in like a, uh, okay. I get like a, a buzz costume or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just find it so strange how it's, how it's Halloween. I mean, I think, I think other countries have lost the sense of the real meaning of it. Like, like Mexico, I think they've got it nailed. Oh, the day of the dead. Celebrating. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd be interesting, interested in hearing how you guys celebrate it and how they would celebrate it in the whole UK, you know, because I hear that's where it originated. No, I don't know about that. Maybe, but I, I thought it was always from Mexico. I thought it was from the dead, dead sort of thing. Um, oh, right, right, right. Where they like, they celebrate their families, like people who died in their families and um, celebrate their lives. And it's like, like a big party sort of thing, um, which is really awesome. But then over here in the UK, and I, I think it's in the US, where they've they've just commercialised it. They sell everyone selling things. Everyone's trying to sell to you. It's a bit like Valentine's Day. Like it used to mean something, but now it's like it's it's just a commercialised, really annoying thing for me. Anyway, that's how I feel about a lot of these parties and celebrations. Even Christmas. Right, but extent. do you have those like childhood memories of your Halloween when you were like making your costume and you were going out with your friends, yeah, and TP yeah, and neighbors' yards and stuff. <laughs> There's, that's there's the few. important part right yeah i guess and, and i suppose as i'm growing older it's, it's coming out a little bit like uh, it's just another commercialized thing but i'm seeing that's seeing important this. though right you know uh, that i forget who said it but like um someone who said that i think it was oscar wilde or somebody but like the shallow person uh someone who says that being shallow is is bad is more shallow so something like that i can't remember but uh you know, it's like recognizing the importance of these shallow things and these commercial things. Cause you know, that's how life moves on. Mm. I always think about that. That's, that's an important part of life. I mean, um, when I grew up, everything was alt rock, alt rock, you know, smashing pumpkins, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, <laughs> Alice in Chains, and you know, screw that pop music, but there's a place for pop music. That's important. And I think if you're someone who can appreciate both that and pop music, then I think you've got a like a handle on something. Okay. Yeah, I so get it. So, so like, appreciating like the two sides of it. Maybe you don't like it, but like you've got to appreciate why people do like it and why people do it still. Right. Yeah. To kind of bring it around to design. I mean, you might get uh, some. You kind of, kind of, you got to think in terms of uh, sellability. Is that a, that's not a word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's just got it's people 
they don't have to make money off of death. Like, things like Halloween and Valentine's Day, you don't have to make money off of it. People shouldn't make money off it, I don't think. They, 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 just, they just jumped on it because they can make money off of it. I think, yeah. I think it should be less commercial. It's the whole candy company thing, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got, it should be more pure, like, I, I think, anyway. But, um, I, don't know. I think maybe that, like, uh, maybe that starts in here, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you should make it, okay, that's a good idea, actually. You can make it pure to yourself. Rather than one thing that's really cool about Japan is you know they have this they, they have Valentine's Day and they actually have White Day too, which is like the opposite of Valentine's Day. Uh, they do it way different. Like Valentine's Day, girls give chocolates and things to boys, oh, really? and then in March they have White Day where boys give it back to girls. Um, uh-huh. but White Day is not as popular. Valentine's Day is the biggest thing, and the coolest thing about that in Japan is it's not this whole candy company, um, you know commercial thing most of the girls who give chocolates they'll make the chocolates they'll make cookies or something they'll bake it at home and then they'll yeah. give it to somebody you know there's this down home feel here so yeah. I, I know what you mean yeah yeah sorry to go on that bit of a run but <laughs> i totally understand you man yeah yeah i mean it must be cool it was a cool experience that difference uh from from the u.s to, to over here so why should you move over to japan then it was, um, let's see, uh, I'm 34 now, so I've been here 12 years, was it you say? Yeah, yeah, 11, 12, so, you know, cool. 22, pretty yeah. early. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I've been back and forth uh, like a million yeah, times. But yeah, how, how often do you go back? Do you see family? Not recently, but in total, maybe 10 to 15 times. But uh, since I've had the kids, we haven't had a chance to take them back. Mm. And they're yeah. growing up. We got to get, get on it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so with the design stuff, you're, I, I didn't realize you, were, you, know, you wrote books and you're a storyteller and your illustrations from your Instagram page until I looked oh, at yeah? the website. Wow, this is completely different. <laughs> this is <entirely, laughs> some cool stuff going on here. And, so, so why do you keep it so separate? Like, why do you keep it so different? I, I, it's not a conscious thing. Um, I, right. A while ago, I did some like mo- book cover mock-ups and stuff. I, I kind of want to keep a book theme going on because that's what interests me. Um, but really, just since, uh, since my last book came out, the Halloween one, uh, I've just been focusing on design and I've been enjoying you know, doing a drawing every night or so. Yeah. And you know, experimenting with textures and how to make this look more, um, more stylized, that kind of thing. Yeah. So you, you do your textures, is it all on Procreate or, or how? It's all on Procreate. My computer bit the dust. So I've, I've got the iPad still, luckily. Yeah. So, so where'd you get the textures from? Like what's going on? When, how'd you make them and how'd you use them? But yeah, that's a good question. My, my design heroes, they make their own. So that was all I had in my head when I started to do this. I didn't know there were resources to get design materials and stuff when I first started. So I was trying to make everything on my own. Um, and that eventually like kind of snowballed. So I would make like a half tone and it would look like junk. And then I would, you know, make another half tone and it would look like less junk. And um, I eventually kind of developed this style that I'm really happy with now. It's kind of like a, a weird uh, loophole in the Procreate app that I that I do. 
And it's, it's, it's so cool because I was looking for a way to get nice vector lines with like bumpy edges, that irregular kind of line, but a straight line, you know? Yeah. And this was before they had the quick shapes and stuff where you could hold the pen down and make a straight line. So I was thinking, yeah. I got these vectors. I want to, you know, I want to screw them up. I want to make them textured, you know? So I, I tried so many things and I just stumbled on this effect and I've been honing that and honing that ever since. And I get a lot of uh, reactions to the textures. Um, so I, I've been trying to get these out there. I'm currently in talks with uh, a supplier of textures, a big company, and we'll see how that goes. But I would love to get these out there and into uh, everyone's hands. That's my main priority now, actually. These, yeah, uh, you, should, you should chat to uh, Design Cuts, uh, my friend Tom. Um, I was looking into that. Those guys, those guys look great. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I can I can set you up a link for him. He's he's cool, uh, and awesome. I've got a throw link as well. So yeah, I can I can I'll set you up with him uh, after the podcast. I listened to the podcast too, man. That was a great interview. Yeah, he's cool. He's, he's lots lots of advice, lots of good good value he brings. Um, so people can yeah. listen to that one as well. <laughs> way cool, way cool. Uh, so so um, forgive me, but I don't actually know how you use textures in Procreate. Like, how does it all work? Is it just a layer that you add on or, or like how do you actually apply the textures well we'll, we'll see we'll see when those come out <laughs> you know I, I i don't want to keep it a secret but uh so many people were asking me about this and i was i was giving away how i did it like just uh because i didn't think it was a secret and then one guy uh he asked me and he's like it's okay if you don't want to show me because uh you know trade secret or whatever and i was like oh wait i can keep this a secret <laughs> But yeah, I don't want to keep it a secret. I want to get it out there, but I just want to find the best way to reach the most people. And because, um, you know, I, I just have like a, a little account, uh, but I think this would be a cool thing. And I think actually Procreate could use this to their advantage too, the whole company. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So but like when you actually apply, is it like a filter or is it add-on? I'm not just talking about your, your filters, but uh, like when you use other textures or or how does it actually work in procreate i don't actually i don't know <laughs> it's, it's kind of like an action you know like right. an action you might have in um in an uh, in an adobe program okay it kind of works like that um huh. but it's real quick uh and it's you know different every time yeah i need to, I need to check them out because uh i need to draw, draw some more stuff i look at your your night your, your logo your and um your NO logo and uh, oh, with the, the helmet and the armor and stuff. Yeah, I was thinking that would make a great tattoo. Like, has anyone ever got your oh, work tattoo? You know, recently uh, there was a girl who contacted me and like she's like, uh, "Can I can I get this thing as a tattoo?" And I was like, "Oh man, of course!" You know, uh, that's such a <laughs> huge compliment. Someone wants to put it on their body. You know, I, I was like, you know, show me when it's done. I would love to see that. Mm, okay that's interesting i might get one then i might get that night if i can steal it off you no uh, way man I, that'd be awesome <laughs> for sure i'll send you the vectors <laughs> yeah that'd be wicked um i, I just love it i love it I, I just never really thought of um i've got it i'm getting a, a night I, I just i don't know i love it it represents a lot of things like, like mm -hmm. armor and strength and, and there's a lot of meaning behind it so in my mind anyway but uh, oh yeah. way cool way cool is there a lot of that where you live? I mean, that whole kind of like uh, knight culture or chivalry? Nah, I mean, people look at British people and think uh, think about 
the, the bows and arrows and shooting each other and um, yeah, the knights yeah. on the table and um, know, protecting the queen and stuff like that. But we don't really have that much these days. <laughs> it's just uh, it's all in, it's all in the dark past of the UK. Um, right, 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 right. It's yeah, just like here. No, I don't see any ninjas or samurai <laughs> when I go to work. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We don't. Yeah, we don't. But but yeah, the idea was I'm, I'm building up um, ideas for like a sleeve on my right my right arm. So I've got like a oh, King Kong thing that I designed, and uh, oh, right uh, on, man. That looks great. It's upside down, but yeah, it like, represents. Hang on, let me show you. Is that black ink? Yeah, yeah. So it represents nice. like. Um, well, for me anyway, like strength and uh, sort of rising to the top, King Kong, that sort of thing. And um, yeah. I love yeah. the crown. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think the knight would be like a cool addition to this this random sleeve I'm going to get. Well, my sort of a half sleeve, isn't it? No, that would be great, man. Are you serious, though? I mean, yeah, potentially, yeah, yeah. Because it's like the same style. It's like the same style, isn't it? So it's, it's like very thick lines. Yeah, and it's got it, that it, vector line thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I'll see what happens. <laughs> Dude, excellent design. That's an awesome tat. Because I'm designing a few other things at the moment, and it's like I've got swords in there. Um, I've got like a sword mm -hmm. going to a pencil, uh, which is done, awesome. it's done, been done before, but uh, it's in that style that I've, I've done it in. Um, I've got another one, which is a boat, and um, it's on the sea and the clouds, uh, which is basically um, it's a quote from one of my favorite songs. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, lot of stuff going on in that style. So uh I might, I might add that kind of stuff, like do you put that on the Blue Deer design page or how do you release that stuff? Because I'm, I'm sure you've got like these personal projects and stuff. That... Yeah, no. So at the moment I'm doing all the football programs and I really like doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's um, I'm trying to do that for a job. I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to, the job I'm trying to get in. As in, I want to work with a football club next year. But yeah, that'd be awesome. Look yeah. back a little bit in my, in, my, in my timeline, it goes to this line drawing um, sort of style where I did the, Behind me, there's a, a New York City print. Uh, I don't think you can see that on there, but there. If you it's the black and white one. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a black and white awesome. New York City print, and there's. I, I saw the London one on your page. Yeah, there's, there's a London, London really high detail. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so I do that sort of stuff, um, and yeah, that all that line style. Uh, that's what I previously did. I did a whole deck of playing cards, which I still need to get printed. Oh, I just see, that's my dream right there. Is the deck of playing cards? Excellent yeah. job, man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's sort of. Dude, are those are those available? I'm kind of like a a, a card junkie. I would love to have a set. I, I, I wish they were. I just couldn't find anyone to supply them. I need to find a proper good a good printer to get them made. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what I used to do. I used to I love that. Well, I still sort of I love doing that style, but um, I need to move away from it and do something that I can sell. <laughs> I can try. Right, and right, try right. And so football programs. That yeah. We'll see. We'll see where yeah, it goes. Actually, when, when I was uh, when I was a kid, I remember I just remembered this recently, but uh, I played football for like nine years through elementary and high school and um, American football. And I remember thinking the logos on the helmets are so cool. How did they get those clean lines? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that thought I always had that uh, that thought kind of like um, influenced where where, you know, wherever I came to now, you know, yeah that's cool yeah it's uh it would be an excellent job yeah it's cool to look back at stuff you've seen as, you, as a kid and how it's influenced you that's that, that's amazing yeah the, the old stamps i bet like looking at old stamps as well has probably influenced you quite a bit um very cool like, like how, yeah how what, what you what do you look at, at the moment like what sort of stuff are you get in like constant like uh, conscious inspiration from 
uh, uh, it changes. Like my my Instagram feed is like all over the place. I'll I'll go from like Arabian Nights to you know UK Nights to uh, uh, like recently I did a, a branding thing for a coffee company in St. Louis called Reconstruction, and that has this kind of Mark Twain feel. And I was so into that because it's like the book and everything. Um, so I, I like to uh, jump around and uh, I guess I'm kind of fickle with my interests. So I'll see something, I'll think, oh, that's awesome. And I'll be into it for like a week or two. And yeah. <laughs> Does that happen with you? Yeah, like high energy. Yeah, you just get interested in certain different things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It flips the switch and you just want to make some and you got to do it while you have that uh, enthusiasm for it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I've only just been... I mean, I follow, I follow football all my life, and I really, I really, obviously enjoy playing it and everything. But I've only just this season like gone back into playing it full time and not full time. I'm not a pro, but I get on the weekends. Um, uh, is that with like your mates, or is that? Uh, yeah, it's like a local club. club yeah, club. yeah, local awesome. local team. Yeah, so I've only just gone back into playing it, and uh, th that's like brought this spark back into my life, like interest in football culture and football shirts and the design of it, and like design of football programs, and and it's really influenced like. like what I want to design and what I want to do. Also interviewing right. other sports illustrators and interviewing people that, that worked with big football clubs. Um, right. It's really all brought this back into my life and it's fantastic. I'm loving it at the moment. So like you say, once, once it's there, you've got to, got to get execute on it and got to get on it. Yeah, strike while the iron's hot, man. What, yeah. What's your favorite team, by the way? Uh, it's well, it's uh, a team called Swansea City, which is actually a Welsh team, but they play in England. Okay. Do, you know, do you know like the English Football League much? I know a little bit because my friend was really into it. And actually, when I came here, soccer is huge over here. And yeah, I, yeah. I joined the soccer club without any experience. I have a football and swimming background. And I joined the soccer club just because I made friends there. And they wouldn't even tell me the, the time and place of the games. They're like, don't come, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I, I love the sport. Yeah, it's fun. Yes. So, so like, do Japan, Japan. Can I say probably Japan has, uh, has um, yeah, amazing football design, uh, like shirts, like the shirts, the, the league teams have just got so much color and energy in them. And even if you look oh, yeah. back at the national team, that logo, the eagle, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Is that the one with the three legs? Uh, yeah, potentially. I think so. I can't actually remember. I think that's called Yatagarasu, which is, uh, it's a crow with three legs. And it originates from the prefecture that I live in, Wakayama. No way. I have a I have a wristband of that. But I think it was an eagle. It looks like an eagle. <laughs> oh, I could be. <laughs> no, I think I it is a crow. The, yeah. the Samurai Blue team has the uh, uh, the crow with the three legs. Well, so what does it mean then? I, I, you know, I don't know, but I, I once went on a tour um, where I was interpreting, interpreting, interpreting uh, what the uh, the priests at the shrine were saying, and this was like eight nine years ago but uh they were talking about that stuff and i remember thinking oh that's cool i gotta remember that obviously yeah. i don't but <laughs> no it's this yeah it's and it's beautifully designed as well like just the thickness of it and uh yeah oh yeah that's a great logo you know i hadn't looked at it properly uh and now you can't but, you know, most people don't notice the three legs right yeah i didn't notice it until like until 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 now like until you remember until you said it but yeah, they got some beautiful kit designs, and um, it's even the last one, the last uh, World Cup, they had really nice pinstripe logo, pinstripe shirt, 
Um, and just Japan are, Japan are killing it in the football world. A lot of retro kits oh, are yeah. nice as well. The girls' team is so strong too, man. Yeah, they're a good team. Yeah. Check them out. They're they're amazing. Nadeshiko. Okay. That's the name. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. Was that the name of the team? <laughs> uh, we can put that in the show notes. Nadeshiko. <laughs> so what does that mean? Is that the name? Is that the women's team name? Uh, yeah, that's the women's team name, and it's uh, originally like a name of a flower. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but they're they're way strong. Yeah. There must be some cool meanings, like some some. Is there any like wisdom? Like you've got like Japanese wisdom, any truths? Yeah, yeah, just like that logo. I, I'm sure they infuse everything with that, uh, with the history and you know uh, the traditions and all that. Mm, yeah, it seems like that sort of country. Like they're very, yeah. Uh, look at always. You always think of monks and uh, <laughs> like Japanese samurai, like all being very wisdom and like. Uh, there is a hint of that. Yeah, doesn't know. Maybe I'm just being stereotypical. Being bad. It's not necessarily that whole wax on, wax off thing, but uh, there is a hint of that. But basically, like coming here and getting to know people for real, I've, I've realized that it's just the same as back home. I mean, people are the same. Yeah, that's it. I think that's what people realize. Like in the world, and especially like even in sports and football, that you've got these people that I always lived, always lived in one country and they're the people that, you know, that get close in and they're the people that's like EDL and we support England and no one else and no one would come in our country and, and it really frustrates me if they just travelled if they just had a little look out somewhere else everyone's the same everyone's people you've got to realise yeah. that that the, the, yeah, it's not I don't know it, I could go on for that this for ages but it's it frustrates me it, it, people are people you, you support the yeah it's race. just like that old Depeche Mode song right people are people so you know that song <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great song you'd love it <laughs> yeah but that, that must be it must be cool like seeing seeing that from first hand as well like just a completely different culture just I know we talked a lot about Japan in this podcast but uh, oh no it's tons of fun it's tons of fun yeah and, you know, actually, because they have that tradition with all those uh, logos, like the crow with three legs, I'll, I'll keep my eyes open all day. Wherever I go, I'll see a cool logo or something really, really neat. Like um, they have these old, before when Japan was like a warring country, they had these old banners and sigils and stuff. And that's still sticking around. I mean, they have houses with um, the tiles all have these really great designs, these circle, yeah. I guess they're called roundels or something. But they have these amazing designs and like they have their own version of gargoyles and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So just, you know, walking down the street, I'll see a house with like 10 different design elements in there that I'm thinking, oh, man, that's great inspiration. Yeah. And we must be quite, it's, it's like a spiritual country. Right? It reminds me of Mexico like in that sort of sense. They're both very spiritual countries. Yeah, they have that. They have two religions here. So uh, Shinto and Buddhism. And they don't consider themselves religious, per se, but they do all the you know traditions and stuff. Mm, that's cool. You know, you're the first person to for me to speak to on the podcast uh, from from Asia. So that's cool. So, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got an Asian person. I, I wonder if uh, your designer listeners are interested in this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Well, I am anyway. Um, so I hope so. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I'm you know uh so amazed at like the the interviews you do you're you're such a great great interviewer and you have so many juggernauts on here i love listening to the podcast man all my heroes are on here and uh it's so valuable i, I mean 
that's very kind. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Who, who are your heroes? Who, who are you like? Yeah. If people you look up to the most. Um, so many, man. Uh, I would love to give you some recommendations too, of like yeah, some sure. of my buddies and stuff. But you know, you've been killing it. I, there's so many new podcasts coming out. Yeah, I love listening to that on the way to work in the car and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, stunned by like the uh, the quality. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's yeah well just happy to be uh, here man <laughs> no, I appreciate it yeah, thanks, for, thanks for coming on uh, so what's what are you doing currently um, what's, like, what are you planning on doing in the future as well currently I, I want to work on these textures and getting those out there I want to get everything fine tuned uh, so it's not as much of a process when it's released so people can use it really easily um, I've, I've got some branding stuff I'm working on now um and other than that, I, I guess my dream is to one day create like a, a whole deck of playing cards with everything original. So I'm going to work, keep working until I, I feel like I'm good enough. And then I might start to work on that. <laughs> nice. Wicked. Uh, so as you know, as you listen to the podcast, a couple of last questions. Uh, right, right, right. First of all, your best purchase under $100. What's, like, what's the Japanese equivalent of that? What's $100 in Japan? That would be Ichimayen. So it's, it's, uh, it would be like, uh, 10,000 yen. Okay. It's two okay. digits different. Okay. Uh, so but, uh, yeah, I guess the best thing like design wise or just in general. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Uh, something I use a lot is, uh, uh, Posca pens. Okay. Do you know what those are? Are they like brush pens? I, I, I didn't know what those were at first, but, uh, they're no, huge. It's like a drawing pen. So is it, what is it like a brush pen or like what? It's like a marker, um, but they're made in Japan. So um, you don't have to go to an art store or anything. They sell them at the grocery store in the checkout oh. aisle. So you can, they're kind of expensive, but it's, it's like, um, like a monoline marker. And it's just so thick. I think I have something like. Uh, oh, nice. Right. Yeah, so uh, they're opaque. You can draw on top of each other and you can scan that in or, you know, stamp a photo with Adobe Capture. Mm -hmm. Did you and, do a lot uh, of drawing stuff still then? Yeah, a lot. Most of my stuff is hand-drawn and then uh, uh, digitized and with Adobe, Adobe Capture. And I'm so glad that they changed it recently to where you don't need Photoshop or Illustrator to save the vectors. Whoever uses Adobe Capture or an iPad, hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was looking at your Twitter and like from a couple of years ago, the, you got animal drawings on there. And uh, I was thinking, wow, these are, these are like really lifelike. And the way you've got the, the strokes of their fur and a few of the, the highlights in there, it's really awesome. Uh, yeah, that, I, th I think that's these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went oh, to a cool. zoo actually to watch them and draw that. I don't that's do amazing. that anymore, but back in the day I did that. <laughs> that's cool. That's uh, probably lifelike paintings. Yeah, and drawings. So, yeah. So, so how did that how did that sort of come about? Then do you, do you just, is it just constant evolution of drawing? Like from a child, it's just just got better and better and better. Yeah, it's just. Um, uh, I guess, like at first, when when you when you kind of suck. You, you still think that you're good, right? right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. really important is thinking that you're good. Otherwise, yeah. you'll never grow. You know, you think you're good and you put something out there and then, you know, you'll look back on stuff and think, 
oh man, that's junk. So hopefully, uh, you know, next month I'll look back on this month and think, oh man, that's junk. And I can keep to keep improving. Uh, that's my goal anyway. I like how you said hopefully, because that's, that's, that's important, isn't it? Like that means you, that means you are improving. That means you keep, you know, you're constantly working on it. That's yeah. Cool. And as you do it, you'll learn new tricks and stuff and that'll become second nature the next time you, you do it, you know, muscle memory, that kind of thing. Yeah. Wicked. Uh, so, so, so what's some life lessons or life rules that you live by or values? Life rules. Uh, well, people I don't know. I don't have that arena in order yet, so I don't know. Uh, there's the basics, you know, family first, health. I guess that's it. It's <laughs> important. No, they're important things. That's good. Uh, and finally, how do you want to be remembered? I don't know, man. Uh, hmm. I guess I guess I just want to be remembered by m my kids, my family. Yeah. So I just uh, if if I ever die like before them hopefully before them i don't know i don't want to think about that kind of thing but i just want to be remembered by them i guess that's the the main thing for me yeah that's lovely awesome. yeah brilliant uh where can people find you say hello to you on social media and find out your website and all of the cool work uh i usually stick to instagram i'm uh at nate tonight across the board uh, I have a Twitter and Facebook and all that, but uh, I usually upload on Instagram. Uh, say hi, whatever. Stop Wicked. by. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being on the podcast. It's been it's been awesome. I mean, thank thanks for talking about Japan so much. And maybe we'll, maybe oh next no, time. Mark, thank you so much. I, I'm sorry for rambling, and I'm sorry for my. Uh, uh, no, no, you haven't. I haven't. No, I've, just asked, <laughs> I've just asked all the questions about Japan. I should have asked more about your work and stuff. Uh, maybe next. Oh time no, man, no man. Uh, my work is still growing. I'm still a little guy, man. Uh, this is where it starts, as they say in Japan. Imakura. Oh. This is where it starts. Like that. <laughs> How do you say that again? Imakara. Awesome. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mark. Take it easy, man. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Don't have to get Nathan back on to do an episode actually about his design work and actually about his children's books. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening all this way. Really do appreciate it. Uh, the t-shirts, um, the Creative Waffle t-shirts, the Wave 1, I'm going to start doing a t-shirt every two months, designed by a different designer or illustrator. And uh, this week's, uh, this month's uh, t-shirt design, I thought I'd kick it off myself. So I've designed the first one. Um, if you send me a DM on Instagram at uh, Creative Waffle or at Bluebeard Design, then I'm going to have a reply to you and I'll send you a link um, which will get you free shipping as well uh, you just have to pay me by paypal via not by the website and uh, yeah i'll ship it out without without posting packaging charges so check it out before wednesday and you get free shipping uh, at blue day design on instagram at creative waffle on instagram at cw podcast on twitter uh, a few different ways you can get a hold of me that's just a way of supporting the podcast whilst getting something in return there we go we're reaching up at the end of the episode thank you very much for watching i'll see you next week for another episode